Want to discover how much money your email marketing can actually bring you? If that's the case, let our team of email marketing experts show you how. With our free email marketing audit, we'll conduct a comprehensive analysis of your email marketing efforts, provide you with action plan, and show you how to effectively segment and convert your audience. Simply go to flowium.com slash audit and book your audit today. Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Flowium. It's time to start honing your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Flowium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Flowium Podcast. Believe it or not, this is episode 101, so 101, episode 101, and I'm joined by the very special guest today. We will be talking all things subscription, subscription marketing, good and bad of subscription, what successful brands doing well with subscription. Please welcome Matthew Hallman. Matthew leads marketing and growth at QPilot, and he works directly with brands to improve their subscription programs. And that's exactly what we will be talking about today with Matthew. Say hi, Matthew. Hello. Uh, It's great to be here on episode 101. Congrats. (laughs) Episode 101. Yay. Cool. Uh, Matthew, before we go to all of the serious and juicy questions, let's do a quick blitz Q&A, this or that kind of questions, just to get to know you better. Okay. Sure. You got it. Cool. Cool. West Coast or East Coast? Definitely West Coast. Yay, West Coast crowd here. I'm I'm the same, so on the same page with you here. Okay, online shopping versus in-store shopping. I'm a mix. Um, I used to be more of an in-store person, but I've been more and more online. I'm definitely an Amazon fanatic nowadays. I know. I know. It's funny because my next question is actually Amazon or Shopify, <laughs> but I guess I know the answer, but <laughs> well, <laughs> I, you know, it's different. I think there's better brand experiences on Shopify. So I have more fun shopping with Shopify uh-huh. stores, but for quick and easy, you know, buying this microphone I'm using Amazon. For sure. For sure. Okay. I had that treadmill or had the couch. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I love running outside. So I'd say, oh, I could pick the okay. treadmill option, but running outside would definitely be. Running outside. Fun. Fun. Matthew, who would play you in a movie? If there was ever a movie about uh, you. Well, I have some friends that would say, uh, Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right. But he would have to shave his head. <laughs> so, uh, um. <laughs> uh, funny, funny. Okay. If you had to pick one song that played every time you entered and exited a room, what would it be? Oh, my. Well, I'll have to say my favorite song is Dermot Kennedy, Lost. But, um, it's a little bit melancholy. So I think I'd like that more when I leave the room than when I enter the room. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Good one, Matthew. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So let's talk subscription. But before we go there, tell us a bit about yourself. And for those who sure. don't know you and for those who don't know what QPilot is, tell us a few a few things about you and about uh, your brand. Absolutely. So for myself personally, I'm a marketer at heart. Um, I've worked in the e-commerce space for, for 
quite a few years now. And before I was in subscriptions, I was actually uh, in logistics. So around shipping mm-hmm. uh, for e-commerce businesses. So I'm very familiar with operations as well as customer experience from the purchase, post-purchase and through the delivery, um, which is kind of actually how I got into subscriptions. And so I do a lot of content creation, education, and then work directly with brands from a consultative basis, um, either with QPilot or outside of it to try and build and optimize subscription programs. So um, so that's a lot about me. QPilot, we are uh, up to this point entirely on WooCommerce right now. So I'm really mm-hmm. familiar with the open source space, but I uh, do a lot of work with Shopify as well for myself personally. So, mm-hmm. uh, and we're, we'll be rolling out a Shopify app later this summer, as well as one for Salesforce. Uh, so we're definitely growing it's and expanding. Exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's one of those things that just cannot, as a marketer, just cannot happen fast enough. Um, right. But we really like to say that we offer a more flexible subscription experience. So when you want to give your customers the power to change and control their entire subscription uh-huh. experience, QPilot's a good option to look at. Right. And I like how you said just before we were talking about um, the QPilot before we were recording this podcast, you said that the other platforms, they more like sales platforms, um, sure. but QPilot is more for like logistic management and inventory management as well. So I, I really like how you how you explain it. And I guess your background in, in logistics come in handy, right? Sure. It makes sense. It makes sense why a shipping guy is working at a, a subscription company when you think about it that way. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Okay, cool. In your own words, like simplify it for us. What is subscription-based uh, model and what are sort of like a different subscription models for e-commerce businesses? Sure. So I think subscription is really about a way to engage your customers as well as uh, get them to make repeat purchases from you. So that kind of mm-hmm. dovetails into the different type of programs that are available. You're either looking at membership programs where people are being a part of a club, you know, whether they're getting access to content or a specific feature or early releases on products and which can sometimes be done independently or separately from a typical subscribe and save or auto ship program where someone's buying a product mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Um, they're getting that monthly, every other week, that type of thing. And then maybe kind of like a hybrid would be like a subscription box experience where someone subscribing to a product uh, set of products or experience that you're getting regularly so so there's a little bit of difference between those and how like you might order pet food one time versus getting say battle box which is an awesome subscription box right what is the weirdest one you've heard about like Uh, the weirdest subscription service Well, the weirdest was I was just at Sub to Sub Summit last week, and one of them, the subscription box companies that won was a, a box for guinea pig ownership. So they sent okay, me that's very niche. Pig. Yeah, very niche. Uh, <laughs> when you hear about it, it sounds really weird, but when you see what they're very sending random. and the experience, yeah, it's actually really cool. Like if you did, if you owned a pet, like that actually is an amazing box to be getting every time for the for, riches for are in the niches, know. right? That's what they say. I mean, (laughs) that's so random. That's so random. I mean, if you think about it, subscription existed like well before the internet, right? People paid for subscription to services like newspapers. Like I received like this uh, teenage magazines. I was subscribed to magazines and like milk and stuff. But always like the biggest problem was always simply like collecting the payments. I mean, I would I would assume now it's apparently it's not an issue. But do you think that subscription is the model that every business can benefit from or like who what businesses should 
should you consider adding subscriptions to? No, I think it's definitely, there needs to be a mindset when you're thinking like, oh, should we be offering subscriptions or not? I think some of the mistakes brands are making is they just think they need to do it instead of thinking about mm-hmm. why they should be doing it. So for, for me, I think any brand that's trying to create an increased level of engagement, mm-hmm. they're trying to make it easier for customers to keep getting their products. So it shouldn't be so much, I mean, ultimately any business trying to drive revenue and trying to drive profitability. Mm-hmm. Of course, and you can do that through consumer uh, higher engagement. So I think you should be looking at it if you can offer a product that someone is going to need even semi-regularly. I mean, we have customers that are selling water filtration systems with a water filter you replace once a year. So mm-hmm. that's a really long subscription cycle, right? You're getting once a year, but they have a right. good program because they're creating that engagement. They don't want people to forget. So they're making that automated. So I think that's how businesses should be thinking about it. Is there a way I can increase my engagement? Is it something people could use regularly? And is there a way where I can make that experience a little bit more interesting or engaging so that they're going to want to do the subscription more than just say a discount? Because if you, I think if you come at it from just a discount perspective, you kind of are already started a losing battle of trying to fight with Amazon and other competitors on price. That's true. That's a good, that's a good one. That's a good one. So what do you think the other um, sort of like perks of having a subscription? So the income, like predictable income, apparently that's a big one. What are the other perks of having a subscription for your business? Yeah. For the business itself, it's an opportunity to create increased engagement and increased sales. So if you're selling a single SKU, it can be a little bit trickier in that you want to get, you just Mm -hmm. want that predictability part, but you could use a subscription to create a membership or a feeling of exclusivity and offer other perks or benefits so that you can keep people around using the product longer. If you have a deeper SKU counts, then you should be viewing it as an opportunity to get to know your customer better and figure out what other products they could use and be buying from you, whether that's something they're just trying or something they could be using regularly. Like for example, for me, I dollar shave club. I buy razors on the subscription and every so often I get a new handle. Every so often I get a different product. It doesn't have to be Always comes down to knowing your customer, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to always just be a subscription product that you'd use all the time. You can lace one-time product off purchases in there as well. Just like to make that entire experience a bit more like personable and fun. Yeah, I see. Absolutely. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it always it always comes down to like knowing your customer. I worked with this one brand who were offering, believe it or not, yoga pants subscription. And I was like, why why would you need a pair of yoga pants like every freaking month but they were crushing it so it all comes down to like knowing your customers and what they want to get from you but apart from they actually gamified that experience because every month you were able to purchase the yoga pants with like a very specific unique pattern that was available only to subscribe and save members and only for a month so they added that like exclusivity you know like an exclusive element to it. They like gamified it a bit. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that example. Cause if someone came and asked me if I, if they should do a subscription on like that, and they just said, because they want it from the revenue standpoint, I would tell them <laughs> they're off. But if somebody says, Hey, people, people are going through these a lot. They're buying them regularly. We could sell them to them potentially like that. And we can create an even more improved experience where people are going to feel like if they don't get it, I think really great brands are innovating how those subscriptions get offered so that there are perks or benefits associated with that subscription. So it's more than just an audition mm-hmm. order. It's a Not membership a discount, type thing. Yeah. Otherwise people might decide to go buy their yoga pants from Lululemon instead. Mm, for sure. For sure. You mentioned the successful brands, but like, how do you 
track your success? Like what are the main sort of like metrics that matter the most for a subscription type business? Sure. I mean, the first one is going to be conversion rates. So if you're thinking about if you're offering right. a subscription straight out the gate conversion rate, or if you can compare, compare that to one-time orders, right? So if you see what percentage of people are converting to subscription versus one time, another huge number is churn, which is a fairly complicated topic, but essentially is thinking about how uh, how often you're losing customers or at what cadence, mm -hmm. uh, what time frame you're losing them. Really common terms or acronyms that are thrown out that any e-commerce owner is going to know already is AOV and LTV. Um, right. Those are really important ones. Another term I like to use is cohort, um, which is just a system or method of how you group people so that you can test them. For example, if I did a Memorial Day sale, I could cohort anybody who subscribed over that weekend against somebody who subscribed before that or say mm. last month kind of thing. So if I wanted to test to see uh, if the discount created more more conversions or not. You need to use cohort analysis in order, in order to get at that. Interesting. I never thought about it this way. Basically, yeah, depending on like at what point of their customer journey they've joined your brand, they might expect like different things from you. Right. Interesting. Interesting. And you started talking about like customer churn, like what are like your pro tips for reducing the subscription churn? Yeah, well, that's a that's a big question. Um, that's a big I would say topic. I know it's it, a it is, <laughs> but but I would say the first way you need to start thinking about it is first, what's your most common frequency? So most brands is going to be a month. So if it's mm. if it's more or less than that, that's fine. Just thinking about whatever your most common frequency is, you're going to have two types of initial subscribers. You're going to have people that subscribe because they're getting a discount and then cancel right away. So they're going to cancel before the first renewal. And then you right. have people that are going to cancel sometime after the first renewal. So my first tip when we're thinking about churn is actually like get in your head right now that those are two different types of people. And the first type, mm -hmm. the people that we call, I call it churn and burn. You have to be mm -hmm. careful. A lot of businesses hate that. They really hate it. And they craft programs to try to make that really, really hard. And I mm -hmm. think that that is a, that is a mistake. So we, you have to first start with understanding your, your unit economics. If you're telling me right. you can't afford to do a one-time sale, at the 20% off you're doing for your subscribe and save, then you need to lower the discount. Like it, you need mm -hmm. to be able to offer a subscribe and save so that you're very least not like losing your shirt because somebody ordered it one time and then canceled. Because what you're right. really driving for with a good program is that at month six, you've got a core group of people that are sticking around because those customers are super, super profitable. And you want right. to be testing and innovating to get people to stay past the one month, not worrying about preventing people from who just get it and cancel right away. So mm -hmm. that's kind of tip one. Um, how long do you want me to keep going? <laughs> yeah, keep keep going, Matthew. <laughs> uh, sure. Honestly, I'm like so, learning so much. <laughs> so, the, so the next thing would be to look at common drop-off points. So uh, from that second mm -hmm. cohort of people that are dropping off after month one, say they're 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 making their first renewal. So they aren't just mm -hmm. churning and burning. You can start to look at from a progression standpoint, are you lose how much are you losing each month? Month two, we lose five percent. Month three, we lose five percent. Month four, we lose ten percent. So you start to see like the, 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 the rates of change. And so if month four, we're losing 10%, whereas normally in these other months, we're moving, losing five, is there an activity I can do in advance of month four to make those customers find stick around longer. So and when the, you say the, activity, like what, what do you mean? There's, there's quite a few things. So first is starting with understanding why people are churning. So collecting mm -hmm. information, either from your customer support tickets or from a, a pop-up, there's, there's quite a few different options on Shopify to get that where mm -hmm. you're, you're, yeah. you're surveying somebody. 
you want to know what the common problems are. So for example, if somebody's saying they're not sure they see the value anymore, then an additional discount to incentivize them to stick around longer can be useful. Mm -hmm. If somebody's saying they have too much product, then you can craft your messaging so that you're reminding people that they can push out their renewal date and that should be able Mm -hmm. to help or save some of the churn. Other things that I like doing are using uh, sample size products, other types of gifts or incentives. Um, And it kind of comes back to your initial thing. You're talking about an offer with those yoga pants. People are feeling like if they're not subscribing, they're not going to get that. Right. So Mm -hmm. if month month four is a typical drop-off point for the yoga pants business, you know, what is making month four a little bit harder than month three versus month six? Is it because they've tried Mm -hmm. it for three months and they feel like they have enough yoga pants? So do you need to be offering a different product at that point? Do you need to be reminding them even more so of how uh, important it is to be a subscriber and the benefits you get? That's, that's kind of how you want to be thinking about those two things. So you start with month one, right? Understanding Mm -hmm. what group is dropping off or not. And then what's your next most common drop-off point. And then also I would say taking your top two or three reasons why people are churning in the first place that they're telling you, and then using messaging or offers to try to counter some of those reasons. Right, right. What would you suggest for the brands who don't want to use any discounts whatsoever for subscribe and save? Like I, I, was, I do yeah. have, I do have those clients. Yeah. So like, what oh, do you say? Yeah. We, we, I mean, we, we have them too. And I mean, I always suggest if anybody's starting out that they should mm-hmm. keep it five or 10% no more than that to start because right. if you can only get sales using a 20, 30% discount, you're probably in more trouble than that, than just that. So I would say you're mm-hmm. doing very little. I think a lot of customers expect there to be some kind of discount or some kind of exchange of value is how I phrase it is yeah. I'm agreeing to buy something from you so that you can have predictable revenue, but I'm getting a little bit of a discount. Mm-hmm. So if there's not some mm-hmm. other kind of very obvious benefit, then why are they subscribing in the first place? So You mentioned the yoga pants one is a great example. Other things that you can add are you could make free shipping available for subscriptions. You could Mm -hmm. make gifts or other things available. Um, A really another common one is in this day and age where products are selling out. Uh, You can make it so that products Mm -hmm. are available on subscription versus uh, selling out one time on the store. And then if there's exclusive gifts or options or off offers, something around timing, like subscribers get products before they're listed on the site that type of thing is how you want to use that. But that comes back to a bigger issue or question, which is brand. What type of brand experience are you driving? Right. So Mm -hmm. that yoga, like it sounds like that yoga pants company is a great example. They have that dialed in. They know what people want and why people want Mm -hmm. to buy from them. And so that's really ultimately is the, we're talking churn. The first question I ask is, is ultimately why do people buy from you in the first place? So we, we have a company called iHeartDogs and they donate a percentage of the sale to uh, feeding homeless dogs and pet shelters, cats and dogs and stuff. Mm -hmm. So people go there, they like the product, but they really love the brand message. So every part of their subscription experience is you're reminding the people why, what happens with the, with their purchase. Like remember you're saving, you're saving the lives of pets everywhere, that type of thing. Right. We're talking about a health or a wellness brand. You're saying you're subscribing this because it's going to transform your life. People buy our product because it makes them feel more healthy or more alive. Well, that's what you need to be reminding people and and, or upselling people throughout the subscriber journey is the reasons why they Mm -hmm. purchased in the first place. Right. And since we started talking about this, like customer life cycle, 
and subscriber journey. Where do you think email and social media and like content creation fit in that ecosystem? Like how can you use them to amplify your subscription business? Yeah, I would say, I mean, email is a is definitely table stakes, but the best businesses are now using text for communication around mm-hmm. subscription orders um, and offers and upsell offers. Social media, I think is a great way when we're talking about a common drop-off point. It's not that difficult to drop everybody entering month three into an ad audience just for retargeting sake to remind them of the the incredible program that they're a part of. I think that those things are also really important from an acquisition standpoint, social media, text, mm-hmm. email as part of that, but it comes down to engagement. So if you're going to drop, let's continue to use the yoga pants one. Cause again, I, I think that's really unique, right. but it applies for so many different types of product types. If you know that there's an exclusivity and there's a product, if I were to just text, and this is something you always test. I'm not saying this is something every brand should be doing, but mm-hmm. testing, sending an email before the order process is not even asking them to change the order, just letting them know that the product is about to drop and this is what they have coming. Does mm-hmm. that make people more excited about getting their subscription or does it make them less excited about getting their subscription? Do, do churn numbers go up when I text them the graphic print of the new yoga pants or do does churn go down when I do that? And mm-hmm. being able to test those types of things is you should be looking at using those mechanisms as tools to improve engagement so that it's more than just a transaction, but it's experience. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. I really like how you mentioned that inventory scarcity or inventory issue yes. can be a good motivator too. Um, because like that's one of the brands that I work with. They use that approach all the time. Basically, if you subscribe to receive this product, you will receive it guaranteed. Well, you you will receive it and we cannot guarantee you will be able to purchase it if you are not a subscriber. Yep. They do offer discount as well, but it's like 5%, which is like not, right. not that big of a discount. So for their customers, um, that scarcity is a motivator itself. Yes. Yeah. And that reminds awesome. me of a, a, a brand, uh, Hemp My Pet. They do something a little differently too, where you can get a 5% mm-hmm. discount. But the longer you're on the program, the discount actually compounds. So they're they're willing to give away wow. 30%, but that's only that's for people a unique, that have been on a That's a unique approach. Six months. You'd have to be a subscriber a for six months to get it. Yeah. So they're 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 gonna be different, right? They're not gonna acquire customers as fast as a brand that offers a deeper discount, but looking at their core right. group of subscribers, they're playing, they're, 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 they're playing a long game and a loyalty game. Yeah, for they sure. want to reward those people. So if you're thinking about as a consumer, they're attracting the types of consumers that are going to respond to that type of loyalty. So mm. their, their churn metrics are lower than average than a lot of, a lot of the of uh, people in their industry on our platform. I wonder how can you do this with like a typical subscription services? Do you need to like track it manually or you can somehow like program it into the software? You can't. Uh, so with us, we do programmatic subscription subscriptions, I don't think that there's a a Shopify, you'd have to do, you'd have to build a, mm-hmm. a separate custom solution to be able to do that. Custom solution. And you guys can, yeah. can, can do that, right? Yeah. So we're, we're uh, definitely programmatic in the sense of like, you can add things you could add, like for us, you can add free shipping rules on a subscription order, right? You know, if mm. uh, you wanted to upsell something, so somebody can trigger a free shipping rule as well as nice. like, we have people that are sending different products each month. So you're getting like a, you know, month one, you might get a certain tea flavor and month two, the flavor changes automatically. It's a dynamic thing based oh, wow. on like preset or pre-programmed. Yeah. That's interesting. How, how does the checkout work for you guys? Do you have like a standard Shopify checkout or is it the separate checkout like recharge used to have? It's going to be the same day? shop 
yeah, it's going to be the same as Shopify. So that's how we've done well on WooCommerce is just make it so that it just sits in like normal. And it's a little bit technical in the sense of how it works, but we just look to see that an order has been created. So we don't actually need Mm. to take over the checkout to see that that's happening. Interesting. Can you do the discount, say, for the first month of subscription? Is that something you can program into your solution? Yes. Yeah. So we look at whether there's a a checkout price and a recurring price. So you can Mm -hmm. set, you want 20% at checkout, but you only want to give 10% recurring after the fact that's you just set. you can easily set that is there a way to create a discount code that would work both for subscribe and save and for like a one-time purchase is that something you guys can do um it's yes and no like it yes so within like so shopify's coupon system and then woocommerce's coupon system basically you set a master coupon and you elect to have that work for both. The problem is, is a lot mm-hmm. of brands actually don't like doing that because it, yeah, of course it, it doubles up with the, the, the discount offer you're already getting. So most, most brands okay, are at, at, yeah, most brands ask us, how do I keep them separate? So mm-hmm. that if I give somebody a 20% off coupon, they don't use it on a subscription or that they're already getting 20% off of, they usually right. want to restrict right. them like that. Yeah. The reason I'm asking it because I had a client specifically, um, who specifically asked if they can create like one discount code for like everything for the first months of subscription and for the regular product, just because they were like bombarded with the questions for the customer service about that. They were bombarded with like the things where people were saying like, Hey, my discount code is not working and stuff like that. But I mean, I see what you're saying. I definitely see the logic of keeping them, keeping them separately. Yeah. And with that use case, it comes down to, you can use the discount. Like it sounds like what they're using is they want to spurs people to try one, but they don't want it to keep compounding on the subscription or after mm-hmm, the first month, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So it is about setting it up so that it only cycles one time, essentially. And right. so it can be used right. as a master coupon and on subscription orders. Awesome. Well, let's go back to the big picture question. So sure. you worked with like a lot of, lot of brands. What do right. successful subscription businesses do differently? What's their secret sauce? <laughs> yeah, their secret sauce is even more so is knowing their customer, knowing what mm. they want, knowing what's going to offer value for them and experience for them. Even if it's something as simple as like a CBD supplement you take to sleep, the fact that they know how you're using it and what you're using it for mm-hmm. and what's important to you is making it so that they're more effective in their marketing and reminding you um, about how that works. So I think there's a couple of different components. One is a technology component, making sure that automation happens kind of seamlessly, that orders aren't failing mm-hmm. for stupid reasons. There's notifications involved as well as some kind of engagement in case something happens or needs to change. And then they're lacing in a brand experience on top of that and using the technology to drive a better customer experience for their end users. So those are the two things I I always say that it's easier to figure out technology than is to figure out brand. So if anybody (laughs) feels like out there that they already have a strong brand and they know their consumers really, really well, you just need to find the right person or team to build the technology solution for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, The harder part is when you're, you're trying to figure out both. You're trying to figure out what to offer and you're not exactly sure how, or you don't have a strong brand, then it gets a lot more complicated. Right. But the technology part for most of my clients is the challenging part too, but 
especially when they're like scaling the business, right? Yes. What are the challenges you typically see with brands who are trying to effectively scale um, their subscription-based business? Yeah, it comes down to order management. Also, ultimately, the biggest friction point for a lot of businesses mm. is somebody needs to change something. They don't like something. They're going to be in Florida next week and they want their order to pause or to follow them to their, you know, to their Airbnb. So that is the <laughs> pretty much the biggest issue at scale, mm-hmm. as well as churn is a huge other thing that bigger brands are looking at. They're trying to figure out how to combat that. You often see them overhauling subscription programs and rebuilding them in some senses because they start to understand really well what uh, what is converting customers and what's keeping customers around. And so they might need to like change how they're doing a lot of their notifications and engagement. But the order management system is typically one of the mm-hmm. biggest reasons, you know, and that dovetails into like operations, like how you're passing orders into ship station, things like that, yep. fulfillment. That's typically where all the biggest other problems are happening. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. And how, how your solution helps them to like resolve these issues? Like where yeah, do you so- fit into that picture? <laughs> Yeah. So for us, we're really, really good with subscription programs that are trying to be a little less static. So mm-hmm. like a subscription box, we're overkill for a subscription box because that's usually shipped once a month. The, the customer does not have a strong delivery expectation. They just kind of get it when they get it. And then they have the fun of opening uh-huh. and using the items. For us, it's about if the customer is, you know, so we do well with fresh food or other things where there's a, a tight, tighter delivery window. Customers are expecting to get mm-hmm. it this Friday. They're not expecting to get it any random time. And then there's a logistical consideration where in order to make a, I think the easiest way to kind of understand this is just think about how innovative the shopping cart is. So the last mm-hmm. you know 20 years, we've seen how a shopping cart nowadays, you can enter in any address, you can enter in different payments, you can add items, take out items, you can do almost anything you want. And the shopping cart's going to validate what's there and see if that's available. Mm-hmm. If you're outside of a delivery zone, that delivery zone is not available to you. The shopping cart, the shopping cart is is way ahead of where the typical subscription order portal, if you, as you will, like, you know, whatever recharge or, uh, you know, um, or what we would nest on your website where somebody logs in to do that, that is, that is lacking in a lot of functionality because mm-hmm. subscription orders don't have the same level of integration and innovation around them. So thinking about somebody wants to add an item, what does that do to shipping? Is that in- right. item even available in inventory? So those are really common problems. And that's stuff that we we've worked really hard to solve so that if somebody wants to ship in or Internationally, they can ship internationally. If somebody wants to, um, if a merchant wants to have shipping, free shipping thresholds in their subscription mm-hmm. order in order to incentivize somebody to try a new product or increase their average order value, you can do that with our rule sets. Hmm. That's really interesting. And I, I really like how you guys think about the customers in those like little groups and the segments and the cohorts, like you said. It's pretty unique. I personally never used um, this approach with my subscribe and save uh, customers. And I never thought about their customer journey after they've subscribed and been the subscriber with us for for a while right because right. most of business owners they think about how to convert that customers and if the revenue right. keeps coming everything is good you don't right? Need to worry but, about it right exactly right, I, I think it's i like pointing out that i think that even for something like say like pet food or mm-hmm. you know uh, it's really common if you think about your subscriber base i think you know my my this is an opinion I think 60 to sometimes 80%, sometimes maybe even as high as 90% of your subscribers are happy with the status quo. 
Um, <laughs> they're happy with getting what they get when they get it. So it's not everybody mm-hmm. who needs something really dynamic and like, you know, all these features mm-hmm. and bells and whistles we're talking about. But if you're thinking about 10 to maybe even 30 or 40% of your customer base is a little bit frustrated with the control level of control they have, whether they want to skip mm-hmm. an order, switch out an item, change something in it. Those are the customers that you need to be worried about because those are the ones that are going to be the first to churn when something doesn't go right. Right. So, right. So from customer standpoint, how does this uh, process of managing um, their preferences look like? Do they have their own sort of like an online cabinet or on where they can go yes. and online stuff? Like how does it work? Yeah. So we drop in basically a customer portal that sits on the My Account page. So when somebody logs mm-hmm. into the site, they can see their subscription orders. If they click into any order, they can then see all the items they're getting, the schedule they're getting it on. They can see their shipping and their billing address. They can see the coupon field code and some of our customers are even doing different shipping methods. So they can then change everything they want. They can take mm-hmm. items out. They can click a drop down menu to see the product catalog. They want to pause, change the schedule, change the frequency. All those things can be done right there in a very visually and kind of easy to use way, uh, as well as pausing awesome. or canceling. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Matthew, where can people learn more about QPilot and how can they sure. test it out and try it? <laughs> Sure. Uh, well, right now, if you're on WooCommerce, we have a plugin called AutoShip Cloud. Um, if you're interested in learning more about us and our Shopify launch, go to qpilot.cloud. And then I do have a subscription newsletter, subscription prescription. So if you look for me on LinkedIn or Twitter, uh, Matthew Holman, subscription doc, love to connect. And I put a lot of this stuff into our newsletter regularly. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, guys, we will definitely mention all of the links in the description box down below. So just like scroll down and all of the links will be posted under this podcast. Well, Matthew, thank you so much for, for coming to our podcast and talking to us about the subscription management. It's a lot of, a lot of good insights I got. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's great being here. Yeah. It was fun having you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to email Einstein. Can you feel that your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger? We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales because great emails equals revenue squared. Just in 2022, we help our e-commerce client generate over 250 millions in revenue through effective email marketing strategy. And now we can help you too. Stop missing out on the potential revenue your email could be generating for your business right now. Take advantage of our free email marketing audit today and let our team help you optimize your email for maximum conversion. Go to florium.com slash audit and book your audit today. It's F-L-O-W-I-U-M dot com slash a u d i t flown dot com slash audit